This is Pastor Flosser, and you're getting ready to listen to the preached Word of God taken directly from one of our services at Faith and Truth Assembly in Thomasville, Pennsylvania. We hope it is a blessing to you, and if you could take some time and just go over to the Contact Us tab on this website and send us a little message. Let us know if there's any questions we can answer, any prayer requests we can bring before the Lord on your behalf. We want to help you in any way we can. God bless you and enjoy the word. John 14. I want to read something that I'm sure a lot of you are familiar. And if you're not, that's okay. Please don't ever feel embarrassed if you're just getting acquainted with the Bible. I encourage you that the more you'll be acquainted with this book, the better your life will be. God's put some things in here for you. Amen. As one man said to me once, he said, there's a lot of good things in this book. And he said, the rest will help you. Amen. It's a good book. Amen. God will help you with it if you let him. Amen. John 14, if you have it, say amen. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the great testimonies of your faithfulness. Thank you for your touch, Lord, through the worship, through the prayer for the sick. And God, we're asking you to just help us today, Lord. Help us with your word. Give us what we need Not necessarily what we want, God, but what we need today. And God will give you all the glory, Lord. It's not because of this speaker. It's not because of our strength, but because of your anointing, God, that something great can happen in this service today. We're looking for it, Lord. Believe in you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. John 14. I feel like there's something here maybe you haven't seen before as many times as uh, you may have read it, heard it, or maybe even quoted it. Hallelujah, fairly accurately. John 14, verse 1 says, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself That where I am, there ye may be also. God bless you. You can be seated. There is a lot in these few verses that is just mind-blowing to me. Just beyond amazing. When you think about a God that would come to earth loving us so much and looking around in the midst of all the filth of this world, in the midst of all the the evil that a holy God can't stand. And he looks at a people and said, I'm preparing a place for you. Why would you do that, God? Why would you even care? He said, I want you to be where I am. You've been separated from me way too long. I want you to come to my house. Amen. I want you to dwell for eternity with me. Amen. Amen. Thank God for visitors. Praise the Lord. But the Lord says, I want you to move in. And I'm making a way for you to be not in this world, but with me throughout eternity. Like I said, it's just so much to understand how a holy God would care so much that he would come robe himself in flesh and die on a cross so that you could be saved from this sin-cursed world. That you could be in heaven someday with him. 
And he begins these few great verses with, with some comforting words. Words that, that are meant to bring peace and to, to, to calm our hearts and minds. How many think we need that today? He said, let not your heart be troubled. And begins to go on and tell them and tell us about a place prepared. Don't let your heart be troubled. Not looking at the exterior. They all might have been standing there with their backs straight and their heads up high. And he said, but he saw what was going on beneath the surface. And said, don't let your hearts be troubled. Many times he would say things like, fear not. Troubled hearts. Don't you think is the, seems like it is, uh, just so common in the world today. The word that's used there for troubled is like waters that ought to be still, but they're, they're rippled and they're, 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 they're waves on the, on the surface of that. Don't let that happen down underneath the surface that might look alright. The anxiety. Anybody ever hear that word? Anybody know anybody that has been uh, diagnosed maybe, or, or or maybe not, but you're going through some things and you you, you wonder, how, how am I going to make it through what I'm facing today? Fears. Oh, we don't like to admit it. We, as Christians, we don't like to, to feel like maybe this is part of our lives. I talked about discouragement and depression last week. Somebody said, I, I, I just never thought that, a, that, that in hearing the word that you preach that that a Christian ought to deal with this can I tell you that's exactly what a Christian does we are attacked with everything that everybody else is attacked with but God's given us the ability to deal with it through the Holy Ghost amen it's not that we don't get discouraged it's not that we don't feel the hopelessness try to press in on us the perplexity and all the 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 things that we wonder why but through the Holy Ghost through God's presence and God's closeness he can give us peace in times of trouble you can do your best to say that's not for me I don't believe that I don't ever deal with it. that's like the child of God that says you know what I'm a child of God I don't ever get sick no you've got healing before when you get sick you've got help for when you go through those trials and we get faced with the fears and we get faced with the tri- worries and the anxieties but greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world amen God's given us victory and we got to deal with it through his strength and his power Paul himself said at one time, without were fightings, within were fears. Amen. Don't tell me you don't get afraid. Don't tell me that stress, the anxiety, doesn't you don't, you don't deal with it. But as a child of God, you're not losing hope. You're not falling apart. You've got a stability. You've got a peace. You've got a foundation under your feet. Amen. Oh, this might not be what you expected today, but I feel like this is what God wants for somebody. You can beat yourself up all you want, but, but in this world, he said, you'll have tribulation. How you deal with it, praise God, like any temptation that will come against you. You say, oh, I'm a Christian. I, I, sin doesn't tempt me. No, you, you, there's another word for that. It's, it's not Christian. It's a liar. <laughs> you, you know, a temptation, it's called that because, you know, it's tempting. The Bible says Jesus was tempted in all points. Don't tell me you're not tempted. Tell me you're dealing with it through God's strength and God's help. You're overcoming. 
when you overcome something, that means you had a battle. I don't know how to make it more plain for all the years that I've been preaching. I don't know what has gotten into people's minds to feel like they are something less than a Christian, something less than faithful, because they are susceptible to all the weakness of this flesh. It's not in you to be an overcomer, but God is in you, and you can be and should be an overcomer. But overcoming means you're going to fight the devil. You're going to fight some adversity. Amen. And I know what the devil does. He's, oh, you know, you've been tempted or, or, or you're weak and, and just puts those thoughts in your mind. And why should I even bother? I know what I'm all about. You should have got that straight the first time you came to an altar. I do know what I'm all about. I do know my weakness. I do know my frailty. My Bible calls it the infirmity of the flesh. But I know who I trust. I know where my confidence lies. I don't have to go through this life feeling beat up and insignificant when the fears and the trials and the temptations and the anxiety and the stress help us, Jesus. Just seem like they're piling up on us. I know that God has given us victory. Are you hearing me today? I want to talk about a word that I think is an ugly word. And if I ask you to give me ten things that you think are positive attributes of anybody, let alone a child of God... This would not be in the top 10 nor the top 50. And I'm not going to tell you it's a good attribute, but I want you to look at it a little bit and understand it a little better. Because when we're talking about anxiety, when we're talking about fears, we're talking about the stress of this world. People are struggling. People are hurting. Amen? And we deal with it everywhere, all around us, and even in church. And sometimes you got people going through hard times and they're just dealing with it the best way they know how and God's helping them. But that doesn't mean it's easy. Amen? And sometimes you run across people, maybe even in church, they got all these things going on in their life and they need help dealing with it. And that's why they're in church. To get help. Amen? To get encouragement and direction from God. But we deal with folks that have a full plate, maybe a full table. Amen? And a lot of the pressure I feel like with people, okay, that you have, that I have. I walk away from situations many times, and I see sometimes it, it, it makes my life a little more difficult. Sometimes it's just, you know, just part of life that I see people with all this piled up in their lives And I see something we call insecurity. Insecurity. It's an ugly word. And just being able to preach like I'm going to preach today, some people are going to say, oh, no, 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 Uh, don't don't call me that. I'm not cutting anybody down. I'm I'm going to try to help somebody today with the help of God. But you see insecurity in people constantly. And and it, uh, it manifests, it shows itself in a lot of ways. Sometimes you see people, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they're facing. You don't know just, just how maybe thin their, their war through because of all that they're just constantly barraged with throughout the day in their mind and in their home and in their job. But they're reacting to that. They're responding to that by trying to prove something, trying to compete with other people, trying to prove their worth and prove that that there's somebody and 
or maybe sometimes there, a lot of times, I see this so often. You know anybody like this? Have you ever been through something where, where you know, you don't see any problems around you, but they're fighting and, and defending themselves and maybe even in attack mode, and you're like, wait, I, I don't know where this is coming from. It's insecurity. You can take it personal all you want. You can say, oh, man, they hate my guts or whatever. But it's, uh, and, and, and I'm so offended and hurt. But people that, are, that are, are running from things that aren't chasing them, the Bible talks about that. We're going to see in a little bit. They're, they're fighting against things that aren't attacking them. They've been, they, they, there's an insecurity there. There's something there in deep underneath that is weak or has been weakened. They're, they're trying so hard to be confident. They're trying so hard maybe to prove that they, they are confident. And in that, it just shows they, they, they've got something to prove they don't need to prove. That's insecurity. Sometimes when people are just ultra, ultra sensitive over the opinions of people that shouldn't necessarily matter, where you are to just live and do the best you can with for God and for the right reasons and there's a man in the Bible named Haman that, that he was he was a man of power. He was a man that had authority, and he just said, you know what, I want everybody that's, I mean, just talk about pride, talk about ego trip. He wanted everybody to bow before him. And one guy, out of all the people in the whole nation, one guy says, no, I'm not, I'm a, I live for God, I serve God, I'm not bowing to Haman. And it drove him crazy because one guy wouldn't bow. Ruined his day. Hey, I got, I got everybody in the world. I got so many good things going for me. Can you believe when I walk down the, the street, people bow to me. But one guy didn't, and his life is ruined. It's insecurity. Right? So, I can tell you that a lot of times when folks are fighting, and you're wondering what they're fighting against, I've had people come to church many times, and... and uh, try to win arguments. I said, what are you here? I, I'm not. Who are you mad at? And every now and then I've got to the bottom of it. I said, you know what? You're upset with somebody who's not here. You're upset with somebody who died a long time ago. I'm not them. And people are fighting and, and against things that just, there's no need for it. They're, they're thinking things and coming up with things in their mind of, of what people are saying and doing, and, and it's just not that way. But let me tell you something that I, I want to preach to you today because I feel like there is a misunderstanding about insecurity. A lot of times what we're talking about really is uh, a weakness that people don't want to identify with. They don't want to say, I'm, that's me. They want to say, oh, no, I'm strong. I'm I don't care what anybody says about me. Usually you don't have to say that if you don't care. It's like the guy that calls you, I'm not selling you anything. Really? That's, us. That's not how you hang up phones anymore, is it? Whoever hang, who hangs up a phone like that? But you know what I mean. But let's look at what this really is. When you maybe have sat back and said, yeah, yeah, I've run into some of those insecure folks, Brother Flosser. But what does that really mean to not have security? Why are people insecure. Well, generally what's happened is they put their confidence in something that is that has failed them. Can I tell you if uh, if I crossed a bridge and it was creaking and it was breaking and, and maybe it broke on me before and you say, hey, we got to cross that bridge, I might feel insecure. 
Right? I might be worried and say, ah, come on, what's wrong with you? You afraid? Afraid that something that broke before might break again? Yeah, that makes sense to me. To be insecure when I'm to trust in something that has let me down before is kind of smart. It's not a weakness per se. When someone has left you down, when something has, has crumbled under your feet, and then you say, come on, put your confidence in that again, that's kind of tough. Amen? People have been let down. People have been disappointed. People have been hurt. People have gone through some things. And they're living a life not only where people that have been important to them and have said, I'll never let you down, I'll never hurt you, have let you down and hurt you. It's tough to really trust people, and it's easy to be insecure. When people have lied to you. Are you hearing me this morning? When people have said, hey, I'm telling you the truth, and they weren't telling you the truth, and it hurts you deeply. It makes it very easy to be insecure when people are telling you what they, they, that they're telling you the truth again. So insecurity maybe is some, in some respects, is people dealing with past hurts, past disappointments. Trying to learn who can I trust, what can make me secure. That's the state of life in this world today. Let me add to that, one of the worst parts of insecurity is people knowing, hey, they left me down. I loved them and they hurt me. I trusted them and they they betrayed me. But you know what? More than any of that is when we trust us and we find out we're weak. We find out, hey, I failed me worse than anybody has failed me. I knew I could make it. I was confident of it. You know, a man in the Bible we're going to talk about here in a little while, he said, I will will be with you to the end. They might forsake you, but Jesus, I will be faithful. In fact, when Jesus is saying, don't let your heart be troubled. When God walking in flesh says, don't let that water beneath the surface be rippling. Don't let that anxiety and that fear rule your life. Back up. Remember, these chapter divisions in the Bible, they were added later to help us. Isn't that right? So, just the last statement of Jesus with his disciples before he says, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And he's telling them, hey, I've got a plan for you. Hear me. He's telling them about heaven. He's talking about a big picture here. They're, they're looking at what they're dealing with. They're looking in their little box here and the Lord's saying, I've got, I've got a place, an eternal place prepared for you. Amen. I've got something for you that the the thief can't break in, the rust and the moth can't wreck it. I'm preparing a place for you. I've got plans for you that go far beyond 70, 80, 90, 100 years. I've got plans for you that are going on into eternity, into heaven. On the heels of John 13, verse 36. Are you with me so far? John 13, verse 36, 
Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Don't tell me I can't follow you. Don't tell me where you go, I can't go. I will die with you. I am committed. You've got, these guys might be playing games, but I'm a loyal friend, Jesus, and I'm going to stick by you. You can count on me to be with you to the very end. If they come for you, they're going to have to get through this guy. Jesus answered him, verse 38, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Jesus says, I'm going to go away. I'm going to be delivered into evil hands. We can read it in other books of the Bible and see the more of a full picture here. And he's saying, that I've told you this from the beginning. They're going to take me. They're going to, they're going to crucify me. Peter stands up and says, it's not going to happen, not without me defending you, and I'll go all the way, and I will die before this happens. And, and Jesus stops and says, no, you're going to deny you even know me three times. You're going to get a chance after you mess up to fix it, and you're going to mess up two more times. Peter is not going to accept that, but Jesus goes into... Listen, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. The fear, the anxiety, the insecurity of your own weakness is going to make you want to fold and quit. Just make you want to crumble because you know you trusted in you. And not only in yourself, but everybody else you know heard your grand statement of how you'll die. How embarrassing to have to go on knowing that you know what you did and people that were your brothers know what you did. But he says, don't let your heart be troubled. You think Peter dealt with insecurity? Of course. Say, that's an ugly word. Nobody wants to own insecurity. But how could he be secure in himself when he had failed himself. When you make a statement like that and say, hey, I, I don't care. I will die for you before I ever deny you. And then you deny and deny and deny. How do you ever go on with confidence knowing that your best intentions crumbled? When a little girl said, I know you are one of them. Uh-uh. I'll tell you the truth, I... I, I, I don't know him. He says, will you lay down your life for me? No, you'll, you'll deny me, but don't let your heart be troubled. Listen to what I'm saying to you today. I want you to face something you don't want to face. I want you to look in the mirror and say, you know, uh, people have left me down. People that, that shouldn't have ever left me down. But the truth is, I've failed myself. I've, I've made up my mind I'm going to do better and I've fallen on my face. And that brings insecurity. And you can do your best. We talked about confidence not too long ago. And uh, that, that, you know, we try to battle that by building up this, this front, this, 
this attitude of, of confidence and boldness. And sometimes it, it really can, can just be annoying. It can be hurtful. We can, we can become a bully or we can become a, a brash in, in, in our defensiveness. And we can attack and strike first before anybody sees any weakness. And it's just insecurity. Some of the biggest bullies, some of the, some of the loudest mouths, some of the people that, that uh, seem like they're trying to prove their strength in so many different ways and their worth. And it's just somebody that's scared to death on the inside because they know they don't know what to trust or who to trust anymore. And they sure can't know they can't trust themselves. And that is scary. So what do you do? Look around this world. People shooting each other. People just on edge everywhere you go. People, I, I, I see it constantly where, where people are just being so incredibly mean and cruel. And I say, what are you doing? What are you saying? Why? Why is this? No, I'm, th- there's nobody attacking you. There's nobody after you. But it's that insecurity. And we see a society that's more and more just, just raising it up with, with not just arrogance but violence. And, and people that are that are just 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 on the edge, ready to to snap, and and you hear these things. What are you What are you dealing with inside? What is going on? And they're troubled. They're fearful. There's insecurities. They're trying to prove something or win something when there's nothing to be won. And we see people falling apart. We see depression. We see the the need for for so much of uh, of this world trying to help medicate the anxieties and the the people that children growing up in a world that has been so should protect them and should keep them safe and and rather than that has has brought violence and abuse in their lives and hurt amen we're talking this morning early about even even the babies that 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 have have no real understanding for of of a security of a of a of a of a life where they are loved and appreciated in their weakness and in their hurt amen in their their their, their fears let me say and we're living in a world just so full of that kind of anxiety and and it breeds the insecurity that brings the violence and the and the and the fighting and the and the arrogance and, and the cruelty. And the answer is right here in a savior that looks at a man and really a, a group of just fellow soldiers, if you will, friends, brothers probably as close as anybody's ever been in this world. And he looks at them and knows that they're going to let him down. They're going to let themselves down more than anything. Peter, he's not one to just say, okay, okay, I I hear what you're saying. He's going to fight it, fight it and fight it and say, no, no, it's not going to happen that way. And Jesus just kind of cuts away from that and says, don't let your heart be troubled. I'm going to be there when we're picking up pieces and let you know that there's something bigger than you. There's something more than your weakness and the weakness of the relationships and the people that you have trusted. There's something greater than 
than what you rely on in yourself. It's my plan and my purpose. We heard it, the testimonies today about how God gave purpose and God gave meaning and God gave me something. Can I tell you, that's what Jesus is saying in these verses. I've got a plan for you that goes way beyond all this battle. I'm making a way for you to be in heaven for not a thousand years, but when we've been there 10,000 years, there's no less days we sang to sing God's praise. I've got something for you that's bigger than your battle, bigger than your worries, bigger than your fears, bigger than your failures. When you turn to God and repent of your sins, when you turn to God and turn to the cross and away from all your failures and you put your confidence in God and what he has done for you. That's settled. That is established. You repent. You say, God, I'm sorry for not only my failures, but all that I trusted in that let me down, and now I'm looking to you. I'm looking to the cross. God fills you. You're baptized in His name. He fills you with the Holy Ghost. Now you are have, can have confidence not in your weakness, but the strength that is in you through God's power. The Holy Ghost is a whole lot more than speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost is a whole lot more than shouting all over the, the, the altar. It's about a life that says, it's more than just my best now that has let me down. People say, well, I'm doing my best. How's that work for you? Your best? What's the Bible say about your best? Filthy rags. The Bible says, verily, man in his best state is altogether vanity. You know what vanity is? It's, it, it's not where your mirror is in, in, the, in the bathroom. It's, it, it's nothing. It's van, vanity is, is nothing. It, it, it's worthless. You at your best state, you know. That's where all this insecurity comes. If you live your life, if you go through your day without the confidence of a prayer life that says, God, you are good to me. I've got your strength. I've got your help. Something bigger than I can get friends to say, hey, you're awesome. Pat me on the back. But you know those friends will let you down. Those friends will change their mind. They'll get a better hero. The funny thing, while they're patting you on the back and shaking your hand and saying, man, you're awesome all along, you're saying... They're putting their confidence in the wrong place, too. Amen? Look what it says in Leviticus. Let me, before I get too far, Leviticus 26. Leviticus 26. I want to tell somebody today first. I'm not putting my finger on your nose and saying, man, your insecurities are messing you up. But I am trying to say, you know, sometimes we need to own it. Sometimes we need to recognize it's not because of a weakness in me. It's because of a history of things and people <clears throat> that have failed. Marriages, friends. You say, well, man, why, why are you so worried something's going to happen? Well, no people. Sometimes people have, have failed. And it's hard to put your confidence, the Bible says, in an unfaithful messenger. For that matter, unfaithful anything. It's hard to put your confidence in that. So when you don't have confidence, you don't feel secure. That just makes sense. That makes insecurity not, a, not something that is a, a letting, tearing you down and saying you're weak. But saying you've been some places. You've been through some things. Confidence isn't just something people should assume would be there. 
But real confidence can be placed in God. And that makes you, even though you don't trust people, can I say that? Because people have not been trustworthy, you can trust God. And when you trust God, and you know God's got this purpose for you throughout eternity, you don't have to always be proven something. You don't always have to be fighting battles. You don't always have to be winning arguments. You don't always have to be on the defense. Amen. You don't have to always be just ready to, to, to snap because you've got a, a peace in God. God said, don't let your heart be troubled. But when things are wrong, when you're doing your best and you keep failing and, and quite honestly sinning, Leviticus 26 talks about a life that is outside the will of God. God wants his purpose, his meaning in your life. God wants you to be blessed. God wants you to be righteous. He wants to take you from the sin that is binding you and hurting you and give you a life that is righteous and holy and, and, and blessed. Amen. And he tells his children, he tells his people in Leviticus, uh, if, if they are, are not going to follow him, if they're going to do it their own way, if they're going to live their lives their way and leave God out of it, I know what I'm doing, God, and, and if I need you, I'll give you a call. The Bible says in Leviticus 26, 36, and upon them that are left alive among you, uh, left alive of you, so they've, all, they've been chastened, they have been judged, there's bad things going on in their, in their lives, and the ones that are left after the judgment, look what it says, I will send faintness into their hearts. It just makes sense. You know you're running from God. You know you're, you're not letting God have full control. How can you have peace? There's no rest for the wicked, the Bible says. And when you are giving God 90%, 99%, and you've got 1% place in your life that you know more than anything is where the enemy can get in and things can start to unravel. You're not going to have confidence. The righteous are bold as a lion, the Bible says. Confidence to where you don't have to fight your battles. Confidence that you don't have to win an argument. Your mind's not going a thousand miles an hour in the wrong direction over things that people might have said, might have think, might have done, and what I would say and what I would do. That's insecurity. What, what, what's the point of that? When you know you're on your way to heaven, it changes everything. When you know you're on your way to heaven and God's taking care of you and God's got a purpose even in the battles and even in my past failures, God, you're going to work something beautiful in all that. You can sleep. You can have peace in your heart. You're not trying to beat it out of people, trying to win arguments and try to win competitions that, that, that make you seem so valuable. To whom? What's the point? When you have value because God loves you. When you feel great because of God's amazing grace. You don't have to go try to suck it out of people. Come on, appreciate me or else I'm going to get... Come on. When you know Almighty God thinks you're... Wants you to live with Him, you know... Somebody's mad at you because you don't live in their slummy neighborhood and you've got a mansion? You're like, you know, um, yeah, it doesn't bother me a bit. You, 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 think I, you don't think I'm smart because 
because I'm not down there with you. Look at who, I, who I'm with. That's the kind of life a child of God has. Amen. When the devil said, oh, you know what? You ought to be embarrassed. You're not like us. Yeah, look, I'm like God. I'm, God's given me a victory. God's given me hope. God's given me help. I want you to come live with me. Amen. In heaven. People try to tear you down. People try to mock you and make you feel insignificant and worthless. And, you're, and, and that doesn't cause you to lose sleep for one second. Because you know how significant you are. You're full of the Holy Ghost. You're living with Jesus. Amen. And the way he loves and the way he blesses is so obvious day by day. Amen. There's somebody... Tearing my heart out there with that. Not hardly. When you've got a solid walk with God, somebody said, Well, well, you're you you've messed up, you've failed. Yeah, I know that. I've already dealt with that, and God loves me anyhow and got a plan and a purpose for my life. And I don't have to spend my life trying to prove that I'm worth something to you. I don't have to get involved in all these fussing and arguments and to feel like I've got something. I got it in God. Oh, I didn't read the rest of Leviticus. Let's get this. It's good. He said, those that are left alive of you, I will send faintness into their heart. Anybody hearing me? I know maybe we're not all enjoying it like we should. That's why we're preaching it. Don't, don't let this be something where you, oh, I, I, that sounds so good, but I don't have it. So, so let's, let's keep reaching. Let's keep climbing. I will send faintness into their hearts in the lands of their enemies, and sound of a shaken leaf shall chase them. That's what I see in this world. We say at the drop of a hat, people are just ready to fight. The Bible says when a leaf shakes. I'm going to fight. I'm going to win. I'm going to say what I can. I'm going to hurt you. Over what? What's going on that's causing you so much turmoil? Don't let your heart be troubled. See, see this. I, I know what you meant. I know what they're doing. If it is so bad, so what? When you're walking with God? Hello? You know, a lot of what people are really just driving themselves into an early grave with really could be dealt with with, so what? So what? I love God. I'm living for God. I've got purpose. I've got meaning. I'm doing something that, that is valuable. What a great life it is living for God in a world so full of anxiety. At the sound, and the sound of a shaken leaf shall chase them. And they shall flee as fleeing from a sword. And they shall fall when none pursueth. It's so hard for me to get that just in the image of what the Lord is putting out there of somebody thinking the battle is upon them. Somebody's pulled a sword on them and they're ready to run and flight or maybe turn and fight. And it was just a leaf shaking in the wind. It's not that important. And they shall fall one upon another as if it were before a sword. None pursueth when none pursueth. They're falling on each other. Do you see that? There's nobody pursuing. Do you see it? You want to read again? There shall none, they shall fall one upon another as if it were before a sword when none pursueth. So they're fighting amongst themselves when there's nobody fighting with them. There's no sword. But yet one's fighting against another and they're hating one another and destroying one another. And over what? There's no, 
There was nothing there to begin with, and they shall have no power to stand before your enemies. Psalm 61. I use this verse quite a bit, and it. if you've ever been here, and I'm sure a lot of us have, to me this verse is really meaningful. I read it a lot of times at funerals, but... But there have been plenty of times in my life where I felt like I was just completely overwhelmed. That the waves were over my head. You don't have to say, I've been there, done that. But there have just been times it was just through the day. I guess, you know, I'm still loving God and God's helping me. But you just, whew, wow. I, I can't believe what, what we're, we're going through. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. How can you survive in a world so full of insecurity, it's so full of anxiety and stress and failures and battles and problems, and, and you're dealing with all this insecurity because there's nothing you can put your trust in? There's a rock. Remember we talked about building your house on the rock? What was that? About two Wednesdays ago, he that hears my sayings and keeps them is like a man, a wise man builds his house on a rock. When my heart is overwhelmed, I've got a rock under me. I'm living right. Amen. I'm living according to the truth of God's word. It's a rock for me. You're going through trouble. You're going through trial. Thank God for truth. It's a rock. Lead me to the rock that's higher than I. How are you going to make it through the trial? Go make it. I've got a rock under my feet. Why aren't you just losing your mind like everybody else? I've got a rock under me. I'm, I'm, set, I'm solid. I'm established in this. The Bible talks about rooted and grounded. Amen. talks about always abounding in the work of the Lord. Because you've got that. You're on, your foot's on a rock. Amen. For thou hast been a shelter. Somebody say a shelter. For thou hast been a shelter for me. Do you have that shelter? Do you have that place of safety in a time of storm? Do you have that place of, uh, of protection from all that comes against you that you can, you can be steadfast and unmovable? You can have the strength of God when you're going through it. I'm not going to be very much longer, but somebody needs to hear that there's a shelter in whatever you're going through. You'll let yourself down. If you harden your heart and deal and build up your own walls, it's built on the sand. You do your best to go when you're going through what you're facing to, to defend yourself and to stand. You need Jesus. You need that rock. Amen. For that has been a shelter for me, a strong tower. Another word for just a, a defense from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle. It's a covering, a tent. I will trust in the covered of thy wings. Again, a shelter, strong tower, tabernacle, covered of thy wings, God's protection, security in that. He said, how often I would have gathered you as a hen doth her chicks, but you would not. And you reap the consequences of that. Psalms 20, Psalm 27, Psalm 27, verse 4. You can go your way. You can say, I, I don't need God. I don't need the Holy Ghost. I don't need to really give it all to God. I'm going to leave just a, a plan B there, and, and I don't really want to surrender all. You're going to deal with that fearfulness, that anxiety, that that, that insecurity because you know you're not on the rock completely. You know you're not really settled in God. Psalm 27, 4, one thing I have a desire to the Lord, that will I seek after. Somebody say one thing. 
That's a mind made up. That's what the Bible calls a perfect heart. There's just one thing I want. I want to live with God. I want to live for Him. I want to serve Him. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in His temple. Listen. For in the time of trouble, He shall hide me in His pavilion. In the secret of His tabernacle, He shall hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. There's, there's a picture of stability there, of security. You're not, you're not just worried about every little change of the wind. You, you're just constant and, 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 and you've got peace in your life. And you're, you're concerned about bigger things than what's just driving the rest of this world so, so mad. Psalm 43. Last verse we want to turn to before we close. Psalm 43. The psalmist asks himself this question. So good. Psalm 43, verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Let's just be honest and talk to ourselves. Why are you so cast down? Why are you so insecure? Why are you so fearful when the Lord says, don't let your heart be troubled? Why art thou disquieted within me? Great word. There's a lot more meaning to it than just what I'm going to give you here, but a very... Uh, maybe shallow definition of it is disquieted. It's, it's not quiet. It's not peaceful. There's a lot more to do with the battle. And if you look it up through different places in Scripture, but why, are, why is my soul not quiet? Why is there not peace in my mind and my heart? Why is there fearfulness? Why is there insecurity? So why am I... You've got to ask yourself that question. What's the answer? Hope in God. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance, the health of my countenance and my God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Sister Katie, can you join me and play something on the keyboard, please? God offers forgiveness. God offers mercy. God offers the blessings of a life that has purpose. Going through life, seeing the direction of everything around us causes people to lose hope. They say, I'm just going to do my best to be a good person. I'm going to do my best to be better than what's going on around me. But you find yourself getting drugged down. You find yourself not really finding that purpose and meaning that God's put in you. Before you were ever born, God saw the value. God saw who you were and what you could be with Him. Not in yourself, no. Not in your best. But as a father looking at a child. There's potential in you to do something that is important for God's purpose and God's kingdom to use the gifts that he's put in you to be a blessing the Bible calls itself a mirror we look into it and see things that need cleaned need changed need dealt with 
I would say insecurity is probably one of the things that nobody wants to talk about in their own lives. They see it all around them, and that's that's easy to point out, but we don't want to say, well, I deal with that. But I want to tell you as a friend, I want to tell you as, as someone who cares and prays for you, a lot of that insecurity you're dealing with is, is just a reasonable response to failures and hurts and troubles. But the answer is not trying to drum up your own confidence somehow. The answer is not going on and with the fears and the trouble in your heart. The answer is finding rest and peace in God's in God's purpose for your life. The Bible says repent of your sins. It means to turn away from sin, to say you're sorry for it. Say, God, I want my life to go toward your will. I want to turn from my old ways. I want to turn toward your ways. It says to be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Buried. That old life put behind us now. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God's got fulfillment for you. A satisfaction. We heard some testimonies even this morning of what it what it was like before I've had Jesus, but the fulfillment, the satisfaction I have now that I've found Him. God has that for you. God cares about you. He wants you to have a place with Him in eternity, in heaven. Past death, past The troubles of this world, they'll soon be over. But God's got a plan for you. You can live your life just surviving, just getting through one day to the next. You can live your life saying, I'm doing my best, but all along knowing that's just not fulfilling me. What I call my best. But if you'll surrender to God and say, God, you have your way. I'll follow you. Whatever it is, God, I surrender all to you. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. This altar's open. Let's find a place to talk to the Lord. Let's just spend a little time in prayer before we dismiss this service. Thank you for your mercy. God cares about you. He's seen your failures. He's seen your weakness. He's seen you let yourself down and others. Don't spend your time trying to prove something that you haven't been weak. You haven't had troubles. Spend your time getting your life centered in God. Oh, that's it. That's it. Here I am. going to help you. How many times have you heard him just knocking at your heart's door? How many times have you heard him tell you, I've got a purpose for you. I've got a plan for your life. Don't turn away from it. 
spend some time talking to Him. Lord, I want You to will for me. I want You to lead my life. What are you afraid of? I know you've been let down. I know you've been hurt time and time again. But God's going to prove Himself to be faithful to you. God's going to show that He's not going to let you down. Friends may let you down. Families may let you down. But God's not going to let you down. He's going to be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. We've said it many times in this service already. Oh, I love you, Lord. I praise you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Here I am. Oh, here I am. Let your spirit speak to me, here I am. Oh, you're so good, God, you're so good. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All myself to you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you for your help today. Do you have an ear to hear what God's spirit would say to you? You have every right, you have every reason in some instances to be insecure, but how you deal with it, run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Let Him be your shelter. Let Him be your security. If you're trying to find confidence and security in your best, it will fail you. It will show itself to be false. But if you'll run to Jesus, let Him save you. Let Him give you strength. The Bible says you can mount up on wings like eagles. The Bible says you can be bold as a lion. Not because of your strength, but because of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Let's all stand. Father, we love you. Thank you for your presence here this morning. Thank you for your help. God, I pray that you would God, help us as we deal with the fears, the anxieties, Lord of this world, God, we just find our place, our peace in you. Lord, we love you so much. Bless your people, God, I pray. Bless the service tonight. Work through us, God, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our jobs. And God will give you the praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. Before you go, shake hands with somebody.